what it is, bruh. Come on, man. <laughs> I got to play the role with the glasses on. But nah, man, we we in here. Uh, we are back. Episode 34 of the Not The Same Podcast Sports Show. And uh, as when Rob saw me with the glass, he said, man, sis, whoop, uh, whoop you, swung on you. No, wifey didn't swing on me. She would never swing on me in Jesus' name. I pray she never would. But I guess if I got wrong, you know what I'm saying? A one word might have to get gone. You know what I mean? But. Yeah, like that. But nah, man. Uh, you know, I had a little little eye situation, so you know, I got my eye with my eyes scraped, so a little dilated right now. So these bright lights, these blinding lights, you know what I'm saying? They do something to you. Just James, what up, bruh? Miss Winder, appreciate you sliding through as well. As, as always. You as know. always, yeah. You know what I'm saying? She is like the I don't know what they call it, your number one. Our number yeah. one fan. We appreciate our, you day, so our, much. Our day one, our day one. Our yeah. day one. But, hey, as we start this show, we're going to have an interview with Mr. Tommy Haynes. He is a uh, – what year was it, Rob? Uh, 1975, he, he was in the Pan American where he um, – um, um, Pan American Games where he got a silver. And then yeah. in Montreal, 1976, the Montreal Games. Montreal. That boy said Montreal. <laughs> that boy just got tired with the name. <laughs> Montreal, nigga. I mean, oh, one word. <laughs> <laughs> got him. Hey, you time. got him. From- <laughs> got him. All right, keep it. <laughs> Mont- <laughs> hey, them violated the glasses. What it did, man. The glasses. The glasses. If you ain't know what one word mean, well, oh, well. Now yeah. you know. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, we grateful to have Mr. Tommy. <laughs> L. Haynes for the <laughs> with this interview. Uh, we uh, we let y'all know right now it's recorded. If you see us in different outfits, but uh, check it out for a few minutes. We want y'all to uh, see a part of this interview. It's very very good, very insightful interview. This man has a deep history within the Olympics, politics, and he has a book that's coming out called What the L. That's already out, actually. Yeah, it's already out. Came out in May. What up, uh, Glenn? Glenn Murray. Good to see you, brother. So, yeah, we're going to uh, go with this interview with Mr. Tommy L. Haynes. Let's get it, brother. As soon as I push the button, I'm sorry. Here we go. All right, hello, hello. You are back with the Not the Same podcast. We have a very special guest here, Mr. Tommy Haynes, uh, triple jump Olympic runner. Man, you I mean you was leaping, leaping back in the day, day. <laughs> Not just one jump, triple jump, triple which means <laughs> but y'all give a round of applause for our brother being on here, and we always give our guest one of these. Give the lights and thumbs uh, up and all uh, those good things for uh, Mr. Tommy Haynes. How you doing today, sir? I'm actually doing fantastic. It's good to meet you all and to be uh, present uh, on this interview. Yeah, thank you awesome. for coming through. Definitely yes. happy and honored. Like um, like we said in the green room before we got started, sir, mm-hmm. we're definitely honored to have you on. Definitely want to give you your flowers tonight. Thank all you. right, as a custom, I always allow my brother Rob to go, and we've been nice and gave you some very nice pleasantries. Now we would get very mean. I'm joking. We're not mean. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, no, we're not going to be mean at all. But we're, uh, I always allow my brother to ask the first question, so go ahead, brother. Let's go. Um, well, first of all, see, let's introduce our brother a little bit okay. and tell, tell, the folks, tell the folks what um 
what he's done. I know we talked about, um, you know, triple jump, triple, triple jump. But um, <laughs> we had the honor of having our um, brother Tommy Haynes on. Okay. Um, he was in, and correct me if I'm wrong, sir, but the 1975 Pan American um, Games, he won a silver medal. So he mm-hmm. is an Olympian Olympian champion. I don't care how you look at it. The, the man hit the podiums. He was there. He was there. And, um, yeah. you know, paved the way back in the 70s. So we definitely want to come through, give him his flowers tonight, folks. And I know C introduced him, but before we get into the questions, just in case you're just now tuning in, mm-hmm. we have our brother Tommy Haynes on. So, sir, what the one thing I want to know, um, who were some of the athletes that you looked up to um, and did they pay a, a play a big part as far as your motivation for track and field? Mm. Well, actually, they played a, a big role. Um, uh, uh, Wilma Rudolph was my first hero because she oh, went wow. to Tennessee State uh, with yeah. the Tiger Bells. I was right in the backyard uh, in high school watching somebody fly like that. Ralph Boston was also at yeah. Tennessee State and a long mm-hmm. jump at the time. And I later uh, met Jesse Owens, who, my goodness, you <laughs> wow. know, that was like the top of the crown. Yes, right. Right. Track and field, and outside of track and field, I got a chance to hang out with Muhammad Ali. Wow. Uh, he, he hosted some track meets out in California, so that was a highlight uh, of, of my career to meet people like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, just awesome. being inter- interviewed by Howard Cosell, which is an old guy from way back in the day. Mm-hmm. You know, I heard uh, of him. Yeah, you, yeah, you think of yourself as, boy, I must be doing something. Uh, they they <laughs> showed me with some uh, pretty top people here. Yes, sir. And if y'all haven't called it, yes, my brother is from Tennessee. That's why he was in the backyard in <laughs> Nashville to get back. <laughs> Go ahead, see. Absolutely. So what gave you your start with running with track and field? What got you into it? Well, my parents got tired of me uh, jumping all over the place. Uh, I, I, I could always jump. Even, you know, I wasn't a tall person, but I jumped from one chair to the couch, mm-hmm. jumping, trying to see if I can t- touch the ceiling. Um, and, and actually they got me involved in a AAU program for, for kids. Yeah. And I found out that, um, you know, I was in the ninth grade and uh, one of the guys came over, he was a basketball coach. He said, run down there and just jump off of that board and into that sand. I just followed instructions and I went about 18 feet. Wow. And he said, he said, well, the record for that is in your age category, 16 feet, eight inches. Wow. I said, well, how could that, how could, how could that be? He said, had you been on a meet? You'd be the new record holder. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of got me started. Yeah, that's awesome. Hey, no doubt, man. Just some of the people that interviewed you is awesome in, in, in itself also. Um, what were some of the biggest challenges you faced during your career, though? Well, the biggest challenge uh, was injury. Uh, I had yeah. a, a ACL tear, and uh, that's bad enough to be able to run on. But when you're talking mm-hmm. about jumping mm-hmm. on an ACL, you know, that kind of uh, – I didn't know if I would ever get back – uh, to the level of competing at the university level, you know, uh, but I was blessed, yeah. you know, because I, I asked the Lord if he could just uh, give me enough strength to keep my scholarship, you know, <laughs> but then he, he he let me know that you don't know who you're talking to. Wow. So that, <laughs> yes, sir. That's why when I made the 1976 Olympic team in Montreal, mm-hmm. you know, I, I reflect back on that because he had taken me through Brazil at the Pan American game where I got mm-hmm. the silver in the very next year to the Olympics. So uh, I was disappointed that I got fifth place in the uh, Olympics, missed the bronze by four inches. And wow. I just figured that uh, I thought I'd have another shot in 1980, but we boycotted. So mm-hmm. it's one of those that uh, that's what got me interested at in my young age and just jumping around and getting yelled at. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Going, going off of that, 
what was it like being from Nashville, Tennessee, and all of a sudden seeing all these other countries as a young man? Because, you know, I, I've, I've had the privilege to go outside the country, and it's awesome. You also love America, too, you know, because right. you can see how different America is, but you also can see all the other cultures. So what was that like for you, and did you ever think you would be out of the country for running and jumping and doing the triple jump? No, I never thought I would, and uh, I got selected to go on a actually a, a religious trip to Africa, and we visited 16 countries in Africa. Awesome. That was my that was my first eye opener, because I wasn't that great in geography. You know, um, I didn't realize this. Hey, that's Egypt. What's Egypt doing over here in Africa? Uh -huh. you know, uh -huh. The next thing you know, you're in Kenya, in Liberia, Nigeria, uh, Ivory Coast. You know, we just moved around, mm -hmm. and uh, years later, I was able to go to China and Russia. You know, a total of 32 countries. Wow. So actually, by, by the time I got to the Olympics themselves, I was pretty comfortable with uh, competing against other countries. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, what got me started uh, on that, I went there in 72, and I saw the, uh, we competed against the Germans. And of course, you know, they got uh, killed. Some of them got killed at the 72 Olympic Games. Mm -hmm. And I knew I had met some of those. So then I knew that well, I hope they can keep politics out of this because the athlete themselves just want to do the best they can. Right. Somebody tell me Yo, if you just was watching that, that was a part of the interview with it, we, oh, that we had with Mr. Tommy L. Haynes, a uh, very inspirational guy. He has a lot of stuff going on that was positive. And uh, like our man Just James said earlier, man, God has favored us to be able to have some legends on here. And we are so grateful, you know what I mean? Because uh, we don't be trying. <laughs> right. Stuff just happens, man, to open up for us. So we very ha right. grateful for that. If you want to watch that full interview, that is on YouTube. Go to our YouTube channel, Not The Same Podcast. You can watch the full interview. But let's get to what is popping right now. And if you did not know earlier why I have glasses on, it's not Stevie Wonder. Nothing like that. I just had a uh, eye doctor visit and, you know, got to put these glasses on. These lights a little bright around here. You know what I mean? But anyway, man, first things first with what's popping. Boy, bacon. out around these here pots. That's what they're <laughs> Lies. I, no, no. I am normal. I am normal. <laughs> but anyway, very first thing that's big that's in the uh, sports world today, Baker Mayfield traded to the Panthers? Oh, hey. Baker Mayfield traded right. to the Panthers from the Cleveland Browns. He has been replaced by Mr. Uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, Mr. Nasty Man. <laughs> yeah. Deshaun Watson, man. You tripping. Yeah. With the Mr. Nasty Man, Deshaun Watson. Extra freaky dude. Too Love freaky. <laughs> Mr. Too freaky. You know what I mean? Baker, so he gets a new opportunity down there with the Panthers. Yep. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens with that. What you think, Rock? Uh, it is his anniversary, Mr. Baker Mayfield, that I'm talking about. Today, his yeah. anniversary, his wife was amped. She put that all over the place. So this mm -hmm. is what I say. Baker gets to go to a destination where he doesn't have to look over his shoulder. He can go to the yeah. Panthers. There's no one there right now. So he right. can actually go out and play ball. And sometimes a change of scenery is just best for you. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? It could be good for you to get a change of scenery. But right. don't be surprised if Mr. Grab him up is suspended <laughs> for the year. And Garoppolo comes in and ends up being in Cleveland. Just mm. keep a, he said keep it a first. On, yeah, keep okay. an eye on that. Because at first, at first they was talking about possible Mayfield for 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 Garoppolo. Mm -hmm. But the fact that they mentioned it, if Deshaun Watson, all jokes aside, because I hope all justice comes out of that. Absolutely. Um, if. 
he is suspended for the year, do not be surprised if Cleveland don't make an attempt to get Garoppolo. I'm still trying to figure out why Garoppolo is on the on the on, on the on the shelf like this. Uh, I, I don't get it. He's not that good. He's average. Bro, he's an he average quarterback. He, he gets you to the he, he average gets you to but, Super Bowl. He won't win the joint. But yeah, bro, Garoppolo. He got, he, he got I think he should be playing game, though. Bro. Yeah. He got him to the championship game, bro. The thing I will say about this, the other side of this is maybe that the maybe the Browns know something that the public don't know. If they were willing to trade him, they made Baker Mayfield play last year injured. He yeah. played the whole time injured last year. Then they mm-hmm. traded him because he had poor performance, which is kind of trash, you know what I mean, because yeah. they knew my man yeah. was hurt. But, you know, uh, like we say, Deshaun Watson, he may be suspended. I think he'd be suspended the whole year, but you never know. You know, the NFL is different, dog. Hey, like you said, maybe they know something we don't. Of course they do. You know what I'm saying? But it could be a situation where, oh, he going to play? All right, Baker, you got to go. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right, next thing, NBA free free agency. NBA free agency uh, updates. A lot of things that went on, man. A lot of things went on. Rudy Gobert is with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, Rudy is great. Terrible trade, trade in my opinion. That was a trade, though. Man, they gave away five number one draft picks for Rudy Gobert to be on the team that already has a good center. You know what I mean? Yeah, but like, you know what? Towns is a more versatile center. He can shoot the three. I get there all you that. Go. There but you go. listen, as someone whose team played against the Minnesota Timberwolves, they wasn't lacking in the inside. What they were lacking was a real point guard. And they traded whatever ounce of point guard they had in Beverly. And they traded my man Beasley, which is too – Beverly probably more of a point guard than Beasley. Beasley is more of a scorer. But still, dog, like this weird – and like my man Mr. G says, Towns' defense sucks. So, Gobert, look, I think they would be better. I just think it wasn't a good trade in the sense of assets. They put – they sent out a whole lot of assets for that one guy. But anyway – there's other trades, my man. Uh, my, go ahead about that, my bad, bro. Go ahead about no, the. No, no. Uh, you, 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 you straight, man. All if I you had anything to say about Minnesota, my bad. Tim, Tim Duncan, David mm-hmm. Robinson. That's what they're hoping for. Yeah, uh, I have an answer for that. No. Yeah. Now, I didn't say I hey, agree. Car, I said Cat, Cat is for. nice. Now, I ain't gonna front. Cat is very nice. Cat is very, very nice. But with that being said, dog, no, nah, nah. But Gobert is strictly defense. What is his offense? You know what I mean? And every time when they get into the playoffs, where is he sitting? On the bench. Why? Because those little, those fast big men that's versatile, running right off the floor, and that's going to happen every time. But also my man Just James said uh, Kings had some good pickups. I agree. They got Malik Monk and Kevin Herter from ATL. I really like Kevin Herter. I think he's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, I don't know yeah. what the Hawks are doing, although they Hawks got uh, DeJounte Murray, which is yeah. you know a decent trade. But once again, I, I wonder the balance of the team, right? I guess Murray's going to be more the point guard and Trey going to be more the shooting guard, even though Trey is kind of small. Maybe that's what it is because Murray is not as much of a sco- scorer as uh, uh, Trey Young is. Well, I'm going to get my two cents in on actual free agency because he's talking about all trades. So let's talk about some free agency, folks. Well, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Brunson you know to what? the Knicks. You know, you, <laughs> this is true. I just lumped them all together. You're right, bro. My bad. So, <laughs> he is so I know right. you're dilated over there, brother. But, no, as far as free agency over there. <laughs> it's my bad, word. bro. Hey, look. Yeah, you said it. You might as well go with it, bro. Let this Mm-mm, be that episode. This one word. Nah, that's it. <laughs> 
Hey, It'll look, be the one so, word episode. Right. <laughs> one, Drag- day <laughs> one day pass. One day pass. Bro, we'll go through the roof. We'll go through the roof. Anyway, um, right. Drogic, Drummond, and um, Zach Levine all went yep. back to the Bulls. I think that's a game changer for the Bulls because that's now nice. they got Drogic, a, a um, complimentary point guard that comes off the bench behind um, um, Ball. You got mm-hmm. Drummond, who's a double-double machine, and you got mm-hmm. Zach Levine back along with um, – um, what's my man name with the jumper? He got – Braids. He got the look. Um, yeah, like I know you're talking about. I can't remember his I name right now. Lamar DeRozan. Yeah, look like Lamar DeRozan. Don't John shoot Wall, threes. Right. John Wall going to the Clippers um, and mm-hmm. the Lakers. Let I like me tell that. you something. The Lakers picked up a lot of nobodies, but somebody's. They got Tosco from um, Juan Tosco. Oh, Juan, that Juan Toscano from uh, yeah, Toscano Golden from State. Golden State. They got Troy Brown. They picked up Thomas Bryant, Damian Jones, Lonnie mm-hmm. Walker from the Spurs. The Lakers picked up a lot of. Uh, I like two of those players. I like Lonnie Walker and I like uh, Juan Toscano just because he was the defensive guy on a championship team. And that's my point as far as what the Lakers did in free agency. And then Brunson to the Knicks, and I really don't know. It's the Knicks, bro. Man, they pay – they pay so much money for him, man. But his father on his coaching team. So Did you hear that at the beginning – so he played this whole season basically, you know, uh, like a free agent, right? He couldn't right. do his things till the free agency opened up. So early in the season, the Mavericks came to uh, Bronson with uh, fifty-five, I think, four-year, fifty-five million dollar deal, right? And Bronson like, "Cool, I take it." And then they was like, "Nah, nah, nah, we recant. We don't take, you know, nah, nah. We, let's let's do let's deal with it in the he summer." Went, he, yeah, he went and through then, a slump. Yeah, he went through that slump. Right, and then they kind of pulled the deal, right? And then he comes back. And he balled out in the playoffs in the second half of the season. He was like their number two scorer next to Luca, yep. right? Yep. And yep. now he's getting like a hundred. Was it like one hundred nineteen million? Yeah. That, that hey, he dumb, better, he dumb. Better, he, man, they could have had my boy for fifty five million. Knicks just yep. paid one nineteen. You know what I mean? They gave him yep. the whole. Like uh, just James said, they gave that man the bank. Knicks ain't gonna do nothing. They also got somebody else. I can't. I don't know who you, uh, who else the Knicks got, but they picked up somebody else that was decent. Uh, I'm yeah, not I sure. They, they, re, they re-signed the big man. They He was a free, free agent. Yeah. yeah, they re-signed Mitchell. And it was somebody else that came from somewhere else that came. But Bronson, to me, is not a game changer. Like, he's a number two. He's not a one. They're paying him like he's a one. You know what I'm saying? On a championship team, I think Bronson is a three, right? right and not right, the position. Right. I'm just saying, like, level of importance, the number right, three. Right. You know what I mean? Because, listen, I know he's little. I mean, he's not that much taller than me or you. But he gets buckets, you know what I'm saying? He's a hooper-hooper. Other players in the league respect him, give him all his respect. But no, that's a but lot to pay for, my guy. It's a lot to pay, but guess what they just paid for? They paid for a true point guard, something mm-hmm. that we've talked about. He is a true point guard, yeah. and he has basketball IQ. And on yes, top sir. of that, that boy looked just like his daddy, boy. He played for the – and his daddy coached the Knicks. That's all I'm going to say. It wasn't, tr- it's, it wasn't it's uh, work. strategic it wasn't, at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> there was no strategy in hiring right, his daddy. Right, right, right. Right, His daddy right. played in the NBA, too, Br- uh, Rick Brunson. He was decent. Yeah, so it's going to work out for him. All right, next subject, the NBA Summer League started last night. Uh, it was the game, my Memphis Grizzlies versus the Philadelphia 76ers. Then it was Oklahoma versus, uh, uh, I can't remember who they played, but they ran them out. My man, Chet Holgram, uh, 7-1, guard, yeah. uh, center from Gonzaga. Gonzaga. Bro, I, I got to be honest, bro. 
He looked he was real good. nice out there, dog. Look good. He was real nice out there. My man had like three threes in the first half. Ended with twenty three points, six blocks, and seven rebounds. And then when they on the walk off interview, they was like, "You broke the record in the summer league. You know the most blocks in the game." He said, "Oh, for real? How many blocks I had?" They said six. He said, "Oh yeah, I break that." Huh? My man is nice. Then yeah. about Keegan Murray, yes, that was in the other summer league, the California summer league. Ke- Keegan Murray, which ended up on the Kings, he is very nice too, as yeah, well. Yeah. And uh, uh, Golden State, they had, uh, I think Golden State is in that. I didn't really watch that game, so. But let me let me tell you something, bro. They've had at the Chase Center. They may mm-hmm. even play in Orlando. Summer league don't start till you get to Vegas. I get it. It it, it, I get it. it, it don't. That, it, all that, that's the bright lights joint. That's the yeah, bright yeah, lights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. When you get to Vegas. That's summer league. The rest All of this stuff, practice. This warm we're talking up. practice. You remember the, uh, the Orlando summer league? If you you got to be oh. a real NBA fan, know about the Orlando summer league and that look and that two right. little gym and that little bitty gym, <laughs> little bitty gym the, with no fans, with no fans. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds like private workouts. <laughs> yeah, so so we talking practice. When you get yeah. to Vegas, that's yeah. when summer league starts. But but that right, starts this weekend. Keegan looked good. Um, mm-hmm. my my man, um, um, Lurch, you rang. He looked good. He nice. And we go. We gonna see what happens in um Vegas summer league on what's popping. Yeah, I want to see everybody else, man. Want to see everybody else? Uh, <laughs> just let me enjoy this, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. Nah, you got it, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest, man. Hey, I think y'all will be good enough to sneak into the playoffs next year. I'm gonna be honest, man. Y'all made some very good moves. I don't know if y'all got some new. Some new front office people or something, man, but they started making some very smart moves. I really, really hate it when they traded uh, uh, Halliburton. I thought that was the dumbest trade ever, but they've made up for themselves with these trades. I like Malik Monk. Monk going to look a whole lot different without being inside the L.A. spotlight, and I think he's a good shooter. He's very athletic, and they got some other good people, man. So, uh, shout out to the Kings. They, last they, subject. they building a team, bro. They building a for, 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 team. Just for you, Jess James, and we're going to get to this last subject. What up, Van? V, what's good? <laughs> the one thing I'm going to say about the Kings, like Sabonis yeah. is the truth, bro. He the truth. Yeah. And what they did was got rid of Hallenberg because he wanted to be the spotlight guy, and they, now they got a team. And the last time I saw a team do this are the Grizzlies. Everybody was questioning them on how they was building their squad and getting them together and doing this. Now look at them. So the Kings could possibly do the same thing. But caveat to that, we've been saying that for years. I think the Kings just want to get in the playoffs. They have not been in the playoffs for like 20 years, 23 years. You get us right, just James, but it's been a long time. I think it's been since the Chris Webber days. Last time they was in the playoffs, and they was real nice back then. So, hey, I, I really hope they get there, man, because they, they've had enough talent. It's always been like they had enough talent and bad coaching or they had not enough talent and good coaching or they had a mm. terrible front office. They just can't get right team. 16 years. Thank you, Just Jane. Ooh. Van, why I got glasses on my eyes dilated, bro. But uh, our last Boy, subject. tied around this bad. <laughs> He's tied-eyed, cool. I'm not zooted, <laughs> as Rob was saying. I'm not. Uh, last subject, Diane, Diana Tarasi is not on the all-star team? Question mark. Why, Mr. Davis? Why? I think this is the blasphemy of this. Yeah, this is trash because of everything Tarasi has brought to the league. Now, the thing, the thing about it, this could possibly be her last year. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. her not being an all star, it says a lot. And this goes back to the WNBA just not honoring their folks. You could have gave her an honorary joint. Even Mike Conley got in finally this year. Yes, and he didn't deserve it. He didn't um, deserve it that year. I love Conley, but not he he didn't. He in the West, and he wasn't gonna never get it, but he got it from an injury spot. Um, Taraji should be in. Now, what I will I say is for Scholar um, Diggin Smith, I understand why she called her, 
her um coach a clown because mm-hmm. her coach said because Tarasi's not in the game that it's not a true all-star game so mm-hmm. basically the phoenix coach squatted on everybody who made the all-star team because Tarasi didn't get it i wouldn't go right. that far i right. think it is it, sad that she's not an all-star yeah but because this could possibly be her last year but to say that it's not an all-star game because she's not in it yeah that's trash like Just Jane say, says, seems like politics. She's a WNBA legend. Makes no sense. I fully agree. I fully agree. That makes no sense at all. And, like, the people in the league know if she's done after this year. They know if she's done, right? If yeah. if she's done, she should have been there on a rare because she she's like one of the Hallmark players, right? Tarasa, yeah. I know she ain't great with the media and she kind of a butthole. She got a lot of mamba mentality in the early Kobe Mamba mentality and you know because yep, old yep, Kobe yep. was nice but young Kobe was a butthole so to speak but with that being said man like she should have been in there like I watched the WNBA I don't WNBA I don't watch it as close I've watched the Phoenix team the Phoenix uh, uh not the, the Sky, Mercury the Mercury Phoenix Mercury right I've watched them plenty of times and she you know she looked all right she didn't look like she was out there killing it it's been some other players on her team like Skylar Diggins has been nice you know what I'm saying for them but with that being said, man, he's I think, an all-star. Yeah, Tarasi should be there. You know what I mean? Uh, Van said they need to be focusing on bringing Britney to the crib. No, uh, Joe Biden needs to. But uh, that's for another show. That's for another. <laughs> hey, hey, let me tell but y'all something. I agree with WNBA, you, Van. WNBA fans, I'm gonna tell y'all something. It ain't looking good for Britney, man. Mm-mm. I'm just gonna Mm-mm. be. I'm gonna be honest with y'all. It ain't looking good for Britney. It's sad. Um, too. I just say pray for her strength and pray for her family, cause yeah. Yeah, um, see the news right now, but the same way that you saw, it was real big. And I'm gonna say this, and we can move on because it's a sports show. Mm-hmm. When Russia first entered Ukraine, it was all over the news. Now we get right now. now we get every other week for real, mm-hmm. unless you really watch the news media outlets. We getting tidbits. Oh well, this happened today. Right. It never stopped. But the media right. is it, yesterday's news. That's why you got to mm-hmm. be careful with the media. And yep. I understand that you guys are saying free Britney. This season going to be over soon. Let's see how much is Britney going to fall to the wayside or are they going to be still saying free Britney? Because not even Tarasi saying it. Uh, yeah, think about it. The NBA ain't really saying nothing no more. They season over with. So it, it's not looking good for Britney to me. Yeah. With that being said, free Britney. Uh, let's go to the soapbox segment. Soapbox. All right, this is our soapbox segment where me and Rob go go in on either a sports topic or something that's bothering us, like me, <laughs> most times, or just a natural life topic, whatever it may be. For two minutes, you see a timer that look like this, and when it's done, you hear a buzzer that goes like this. As tradition, I always let my brother Rob go first. Brother, yep. is you ready? I think I am, man. Let's go. Hey, hey, check this out. I am getting sick and tired of the media complaining when players want to leave a squad. Mm. If they get upset, players want to leave. Kevin Durant mm-hmm. sat back and did everything he was supposed to do. Now mm-hmm. he's being, for lack of a better word, word, crucified in the media because he wants to trade. And it happens in the NFL. It <gasps> happens in the NBA. It happens in Major League Baseball, yep. hockey, and every sport that you can imagine where they paint the picture of the athlete being selfish uh self-centered not yep. not being a team player he's not honoring the contract yada 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 
let me tell everybody something. I'm looking at the camera because sometimes I look back and forth because this is a podcast and folks mm-hmm. listen to us outside of just a live show. So they can't see if I'm looking in the camera or not. The organization don't care. You can have a contract and guess what they can do? Cut you. Yeah. And nobody says a word. Prime example, Baker Mayfield. He is no longer with the Cleveland Browns. Mm-hmm. When he demanded a trade, they told him no. When right. they decided they were done with him, guess where he's at now? He's a Carolina Panther. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? He's in the Kakalakis when he was just in Cleveland last year. So my point to this is stop looking at it from the standpoint of the athlete is being selfish because they're looking out for their best interest because it's entertainment for us, but it's their job. And the one thing any man, woman who has a job needs to do is look out for themselves. Yeah, Mental, man. financially. Peace, like all of this stuff plays a huge part. I know they're a part of the team, but if they don't look out to protect their own bag, guess what? These organizations can care less because when they're done with you, they toss you to the side and they go get the next player that's going to replace you and you're a distant memory. Even if you are a legend, you can become a distant memory. And if you don't believe me, look at some of these Hall of Famers that you don't hear nothing else about. And then one day it's a where are they now? And they homeless. That's my two cents, man. That was good, bro. That was very, very good. I fully agree. My soapbox for today is I know it's a this is gonna be a great oxymoron because we are literally on social media right now. We're on YouTube, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook live right now. If you can be watching us from any angle. But let me say this to my good people, black people, white people, uh, Asian people, all races. You know what I'm saying? This is a, a multifaceted thing. Let me help y'all. Get some real friends. Get some real friends. And what I mean by that, Rob is my real friend in real life, right? And if I got an issue, I got something going on, I can call my brother Rob and I can talk to him. You know what I mean? I got a wife. You know, I got real friends. Please get you some real friends. And this is why I'm saying get you some real friends. Because people that ain't got real friends think that these social media friends are real friends. No. They're just people on social media. So, Stop telling all your business on social media. Like you, man, I got a. You talking about, man? I had a bad day, man. I got a. Uh, I just had a, a gastro bypass, man. My little bag is leaking. Don't nobody want to know nothing about all that, fam. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or oh, you talking about, man? I got some, man. I got some fungus on my feet, man. It's hurting me bad. Why do I want to hear about that? I don't. Get you some real friends. Or we've seen this before with people we know. Married couples that's going through. What's up, Miss Mac? Ma- married couples that's going through. Instead of calling some real friends, they going back and forth on social media. Fam, get you some real friends. Social media, I choose to use it as fun. <laughs> you ain't gonna ha- you ain't gonna know some real business about Chris Mars, C Mike. You ain't gonna know nothing because it ain't your business. I got real friends to talk to. I got real friends. So the word of the day from Mr. from me, Mr. Chris Mars, a.k.a. C. Micah, get you some real friends. Get off Facebook, get off Twitter, get off Instagram, get off that, and stop sharing all your issues with people don't care nothing about you, dog. Nothing about you. Get some real friends. You know what I mean? Hey, hey before we move on, I need to ask something. Okay, bro. Mr. G, yeah. tell, me, tell me why not. That's all I want to – we're going to move on, but tell me why he, should, he shouldn't be allowed to demand a trade. Because let me tell you something. They can trade him at the drop of a, a drop of a dime. I've seen it done. So yes, sir. All I want to see your, your, your perspective. All I'm saying is when, when, when players want out, 
Yep. We don't we don't see the inside of the organization. We're looking at it from a fan perspective. We're not looking at it from a business perspective. Mm-hmm. If, if if it doesn't make dollars, it don't make sense. I don't now. If you get in your feelings and your feelings get hurt, and we know Durant could be skirt mode sometimes. We all know this. But at the same time, the inner workings, we don't know what conversations was had for him to say, you know what, I'm out of here. I'm not dealing with this clown no more. We only know what the media gave us. So tell me why he can't demand a trade. Because when the Nets are done with him, guess what they're going to do? They're going to demand a trade, and they're going to send them off, unless it's a no-trade clause. Yep, and with that being said, let's get into Debate Fuel, which will be one of our next questions, so we'll get into this in just a second. Yo, 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 so we going into our Debate Fuel, which me and Rob go over different subjects we actually debate sometimes, other times we agree we got five minutes like this, and when it's over, you'll hear a buzzer like this. All right, the first subject tonight, it is quite uh, apropos that we Rob brought it up. Durant requests a trade. <laughs> Will it happen? If so, where to? Durant, Kevin Durant uh, requests a trade. Will it happen? If so, where to? Mr. Davis, you already yeah. got thoughts about this. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, I got thoughts about it. Um, if it happens, the two places I would like to see him go, first I'm going to be a homer, Miami. But mm-hmm. we would have to give up the – we would hero gone, Duncan mm-hmm. gone. We're going to have to give up some folks. Even Lowry might even have to get up out of that joint in order for mm-hmm. us to make it happen for real, for real. Or it would be the Phoenix Suns where they can probably bring Aiden back to the um to the um, Brooklyn Nets. So, yeah, in my opinion, is it a skirt move? Yes. Do I feel mm-hmm. like he has the right to do it? I do feel like you should honor a contract in some instances. Mm-hmm. In this instance here, all I'm saying is – why not? Okay, I'm going to answer the question. Then I'm going to go to what Mr. G was talking about earlier. Uh, will it happen? I don't. All right, Miss Mac, thank you for sliding through. Uh, I'm not positive it's going to happen. Here's why. It hasn't happened yet, right? And they want so much. They started out saying, yo, we want two all-stars and some young talent. Now, they kind of moved to one all-star and some young talent and picks. This is the point. Look what. Rudy Gobert got to get traded. Rudy Gobert is nowhere near Kevin Durant's level of player. So if Rudy Gobert got five number one draft picks and three rotation players, dog, what Kevin Durant going to get? So, but if it does happen where I think where he will go, where I want him to go, and it's not because it's Rob's favorite team, it's to the heat, but this is why, because he'll be in the East. (laughs) I don't want him in the West because Phoenix is already good. They was already championship level team. Then they add him. Not then what? So I want him to go somewhere in the East. Raptors, like Mr. G. Hey, I take take him to the Raptors. I doubt he's going there, but I take him to the Raptors. Raptors got the capital to be able to do it. They got the young players. They got the draft picks. They can actually do it. Or Miami, and uh, I'm not sure if he's ready for Miami though. I don't think he's built for Miami because Miami gonna get. Listen, Miami toughing LeBron up. Like it, it gets all the skirt out of you. They do not. Yeah. They, they do not coddle you in Miami. You got to be a man, not a man, a man <laughs> yeah. to deal in Miami. You got to be a real tough dude. You know what I mean? And, and he would have to be there for four years, bro. It ain't like if he go whatever squad if they trade him, he go to. Guess what? Yeah, yeah. He there. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you know what? He he there. I would have said now, the Bulls D, but um, the Bulls looking good. But they, they said got. They, I wouldn't they, even they, take. They, they just paid what's the name Levine. So 
Uh, now to the question that Mr. G had and Rob then was talking and Rob was talking about how, you know, uh, Rob didn't see it. It is bad for him to request a trade. In theory, I don't. I actually disagree. In theory, I don't see it as bad for him to. In theory, I, I believe he has his full right to rights to request a trade, right? But with that, I think it's weak in this sense, right? You dip setting because you picked this team, dog. They everybody came to the Nets because of you, and now right. you dip setting because Kyrie started acting stupid. You knew Kyrie was Kyrie was gonna act stupid anyway. This was not a secret. Everybody know Kyrie play when he want to play. He's been like that. You dig what I'm saying? And now that you uh, you ran uh, James Harden up out of there. Oh, James Harden ran away because of crazy Kyrie. You got Ben Simmons. Listen, Ben Simmons, mental issues and all, he is not a trash player. That's a good player, right? And he's a player that doesn't need the ball to be effective. I think their team would have been quite decent if they would have stayed together. For real, man. So, in my opinion, I think it's weak that he's – like, he still has – like, he just signed a contract. Like, he still got – it's not four like years. he's a free agent, dog. He got four no. years left on his contract. Four years. And the reason I don't like this, although I think it is his right, and I think uh, front offices do it all the time, and it's trash that front offices do it. Front offices do it. This is why I don't like this because it sets a precedent, precedence for all the other younger players, right? Because they'd be like, yo, yo, if Kyrie do it, I can do it. And, and for me, that's a fan of a small market team. I don't want John Morant to be – play one year after he just signed his deal, be like, man, get me out of here. And he go to a big market. And I think he'll never do that. But I would hate that. Like, I feel like, man, you signed the deal. Stay. That's what I feel like. Be a man. You signed that deal. Listen, folks hate on LeBron all the time. You know LeBron ain't never did? He ain't never ripped up no deal. He played up his con- He played out his contract. All those teams. He didn't force the trade before the time was up. So, li- listen, I'm not, you know, I think Jordan is the GOAT. But one thing I love about LeBron, hey, he played a contract out. But anyway, go ahead, bro. We'll go a little no, bit over because hey, I ain't no, leave you a lot of time. My bad, bro. No, I ain't, I ain't worried about the time. You speaking facts. But I just – only thing I'm saying is if the Nets decide – let's just say KD play next year, right? Now it's just three years left on this deal. Yeah. And the Nets decide this ain't going to work for us. He gone. Ain't Absolutely. nobody going to say nothing about it. Right. It's, it, and that's what, the, that's what the soapbox was about. I'm tired yeah. of organizations being able to move the chess pieces, mm-hmm. but then when the players want to move their own way, then it's a problem. Well, Not they're selfish. The problem is is this, is billionaires arguing with millionaires. That's true. And it, it, hey, big that big bank take a little different. bank at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, yeah. and you, you're – Cube said best. Hey, <laughs> nobody wants, to, wants us to say it like this, but here's the true fact and reality. Players are assets, Right that a team acquires and they can move assets. Just like you got a bank and you got uh, you got retirement and you got all these different assets in your re- retirement because it's kind of like the stock market, similar type thing, you can move your assets because players are assets. You know what I'm saying? Now, some players are bigger assets, a.k.a. Kyrie. I mean, not Kyrie, no, not Kyrie. A.k.a. Uh, Durant, a.k.a. LeBron, a.k.a. Steph Curry. Huge assets. Lower assets or Kyrie, you know what I'm saying? Even lower assets, my man Ja, Bradley Bill, people like that. But this is the point, man. Like, I just think uh, – I think you do it. Anyway, go ahead, bro. No, no, I'm going to – So, so, um, so this is what Mr. I'm going to say. Do, do I think um, – no. What Riley would do is say, hey, come here one word. Let me holler at you. And him and Udonis Haslam would take him in the back, tighten him up, and you won't hear him until that contract over with. <laughs> right. There's two reasons a, why LeBron – 
It's didn't get out that contract though. early. One, he was a man too because they made that boy stay. <laughs> hey, listen, Riley is a different type of owner, bro. I mean, a different type of GM, bro. You absolutely not, you don't play with gangsters. Y'all can call it what you want. He did it with L.A. He did it yep. in New York, and now he's doing it in Miami. Y'all ever seen Sopranos? Hey. I'm what they look I'm like? It's a whole lot play. of Pat Rod, Pat Riley's in the Sopranos. I'm just saying, bro. Look at that man. Hey, K- KD wouldn't even open his mouth. He just would have been. You see, Butler still there, don't you? Did you hear Butler <laughs> ask for a trade? Right. Nope. <laughs> what What happened when Butler tried to swing on the coach? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he found out. He ain't in Minnesota now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Moving right along to the next subject. Uh, <laughs> stupid. All right. Do you think that NIL deals will help or harm college athletics? Do you think, and if you don't know what NIL is, I got a picture for it. Name, image, and likeness in the NCAA, which means these players are get paid for their name, image, and likeness, right? A lot of players, like if you go to colleges, you'll see a jersey with a number on it. Like uh, when, when uh, Derrick Rose plays for the Memphis Tigers, in the bookstore, the jersey for Derrick Rose sold out, but didn't have his name on it. It was number one. He had the one on his jersey, but it sold out. He wasn't getting a dime for it. That's what we're talking about, name, image, and likeness. So the question is, do you think that name, image, and likeness deals will uh, help or harm college athletics? Go ahead, bro. From my academic standpoint, I think it's going to harm. Mm. Because now, and this is what I'm talking about, some of these athletes – they go to school and they know they're not going to make it professionally. Yeah. So they're using, so a prime example, my son plays basketball. I'm talking about Dominic right now. He plays basketball and he said it that if I can play in um, college ball, like C did, that's cool. I just want the experience, but I don't want to go pro. That's not what I want to do. This is what I want to do for my career. Yeah. Though those athletes like that with all these NIL deals and all this stuff going on, mm-hmm. the will has to, is uh, listen, College is a billion-dollar industry in itself. But when it comes to scholarships, will it affect it? And I think it can harm mm-hmm. it academically as far as athletes go, as far as athletics go. I'm talking about the whole department. I think it mm-hmm. can harm it in that way because as of right now – see, I'm going to let you talk, and then I'm going to tell you why I think that. Go ahead, see. My bad, bro. No, I think, I think it definitely can harm. I think it's good in the sense of the only sports where athletes can't make money is football and basketball. And who plays most of those sports? People that look like me and Rob. Lighter versions or darker versions or people that's of uh, other uh, non-Caucasian ethnicities, right? Right. Baseball, you can be signed by a a big league club and still go to college. It's no problem, right? Straight out of high school. So in that sense, I think players should be paid. I think it should be done a little bit different, though, because right now folks is getting like three and four millions. Like uh, my man, uh, Arch Manning, uh, uh, Cooper Manning's son of the Peyton and uh, um, nephew to Peyton and, and Eli Manning, and Eli. Yeah. he's getting like three million a year to go to Texas. You know what I mean? And that's cool to a degree. I feel like it should be kind of leveled off, though. I think everybody should get paid, not just the big, big time player, right? I think right. a bigger player can get a bigger pot, but I think it should. Everybody should be able to get a little something off that. And then I also believe, in this sense, where it's, where it can be harmed, a lot of people start focusing on their deals more so than school. Because, like Rob said, everybody's not going to school to make it to the pros. Now everybody goes and think they're gonna make it to the pros, but they realize very quickly, okay, I'm a quarterback, but I'm not Arch Manning. 
You know what I'm saying? I'm a basketball player, but I ain't John Morant. You know what I mean? And you recognize that quickly, and you should go to school and get your education <laughs> and yep. learn you, son. Yeah. But go ahead, bro. So check this out. This is why I say it hurt. So the class of 2023, yeah. there's a five-star recruit. Right now, this mm-hmm. man is still in high school mm-hmm. who can make as much as $8 million. This kid not even out of high school yet, and he's a, he's in the class of 2023. Mike Williams. Class of 2023. Mm-hmm. $8 million, bro. He making money right now off of just social media, which is crazy. You, you know ahead, what I'm bro. saying? So, so – he getting his paper that way because, you know, I mean, get your money, I get it. But yeah, at yeah. what point, at what point? Because now, you know, we, we, play this, we play this role where athletes go to school. They mm-hmm. go on to school, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And we know they got people paying. paying. Some of them actually do go and they do their work. But mm-hmm. for the most part, if you want it done, you're not worried about whether or not you failed or not. They're not right. looking at your, 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 um, your GPA to see if you're going to get on that quarter field. That mm-hmm. they not they didn't come to watch you do a chemistry um exam. They came to watch you do what you do. Yeah. So I think that's dangerous, bro. Eight mm-hmm. mil he can make up to eight million dollars. And it, it's just I don't know, bro. It, I, it, it's good. Mm-hmm. Video game wise, give him a percentage. It's good if you got a salary cap wise, give him a percentage. Mm-hmm. It's good. Five star, four star. You could put it in tiers and levels. Five star, four star, three star, two star, one. And then this is your cap. Because guess what? The pros got caps, but right now, $8 million, bro, it's mm-hmm. some people that's not pro. I mean, it's people mm-hmm. pro that's not going to see that much money a year. Go ahead. My last thing I say this, and this is going to the one word of the day, but although I think, you know what I'm saying, it could be harmful, I do think they are in their rights, and it's because of this. College sports are like a billion-dollar industry. Oh, no and doubt. And they have been basically raping, getting free labor from their players for yes. years on years on years look what these coaches make look what a position coach making football it's ridiculous right and a lot of these kids are living like they broke 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 you know what i mean like they the the school can get on probation for giving a kid money well some of these kids come from nothing you know what i'm saying like yo you ain't got to give them millions on millions but man make sure they family took care of and you ain't got to do it under the table you know what i'm saying like do something to take care of them like that man but Anyway, a cap, a cap, bro. They have some type of salary cap because this is like pro sports now. It's like pro sports now. Hey, bro, let me tell you something. What up, little bro? Hey, check this out. If I'm this kid, eight mil, I can make up to $8 million. And it's football. In football, you can't do one and done because your body ain't developed. That's why you've never seen it. You're not coming in as a freshman. You At least three. Your body got to develop because you get hit Mm -hmm. by a grown man out there, you mess around and lose your life. Night, night, one word. But – this does secure them in this sense for those who come from nothing. And this is what I do appreciate about NIL. Mm-hmm. He can live off this for the rest of his life. If he gets absolutely. absolutely. And he's not thrown back to the gutter and then it goes back into the system. And then it gets deeper mm-hmm. than what this, mm-hmm. what we talking about tonight, because that does get deep. I do right. love the NIL for that. I think it's not beneficial. If you're not going to put any tears and caps on that, I think it can get very, very dangerous, man. Very dangerous. All right. With that being said, let's get into the one word of the day before we get up out of here. We on time, brother. We roll. We roll. What an interview. What's up? It's the publisher here, Mr. Kelly Cole, and you're rocking with Not The Same Podcast. Keep it locked. This one word. No. <laughs> of the day. 
Yes, so the one word of the day is the college football and basketball conferences. Now, what do I mean by this? That in football and basketball, it don't really matter because everybody in basketball can make it to the March Madness. And uh, no, I didn't. We didn't mention that. And why has he got a ninety on two K? He ain't that. He played one summer league game. Like he was nice. He uh, what Hagen is talking about is Chet uh, Holgram. Uh, oh, I, ain't num- seen number, I ain't seen him yet. Yeah, he say 90, 90 on that. Nah, dog. He need to be like seventy something. He got to work his way up. He ain't played against NBA talent. Yet, for real, for real. Anyway, back to the subject at hand. We're talking about the college football conferences and the one word of the day. Why am I saying they are the one word of the day? In college basketball, there's March Madness, and any team can make it to March Madness depending on their record, right, depending on their ranking. They can get there. But when it comes to football, there is what you call, uh, let me put this up here, the Power Five. The Power Five is the SEC. The Big mm-hmm. 12, the Big mm-hmm. 10, the ACC, and the Pac-12. Those teams there are the ones that always are in the playoffs. This year was the very first time that a non-Power 5 team got into the top four of the playoffs, right? Very first time, probably be the last time. Here's why I'm saying these people are the one word of the day. What's happening right now, the uh, Big 10 and the SEC are gobbling up the big, uh, the big Twelve, they're gobbling up the Pac-12 and the ACC. If you didn't know, UCLA and uh, uh, US, US, USC have left the Pac-12 are going to the Big Ten. The Big Ten are the same schools that are around here, the Midwest, St. Louis. So you got like uh, Wisconsin and uh, uh, Ohio State, teams like that. But now we're going to have USC and U, uh, US, UCLA flying all the way out here for regular season games. It is crazy. No, no, and you know no. why they are doing it? More money. So that's why I said that one word a day ties into what we were talking about with these pay, players being paid. They are leaving out all type of rivalries and everything. Like there's regional rivalries. For example, Tennessee and Florida in the SEC is a big rival. Alabama and Auburn is a big rival. What if Auburn decided we're, we're tired of this mess and we're going to the Big Ten? Now they're playing all these Big Ten teams, but all the schools within the 300-mile radius, they're not playing. That is the dumb tomfoolery that's happening right now, and it's all because of money. Just like Texas and Oklahoma left the Big 12, and uh, no, it can't be blocked, Mr. G. It can't be blocked. But like Texas and Oklahoma left the Big 12, crumbling that conference, basically, and they had to snatch four teams from uh, the conference my team is in, and now – that little conference, the Big 12, is going to end up just cra- crashing because they lost Texas and Oklahoma. And who else they going to get? All the brand-name teams are lumping together. This is what's going to end up happening. It's going to be two 20-team conferences. And That's you know it. what it's going to be just like? The AFC NF- and the NFC. NFC, yep. It's going to be like the NFL. And all the other college teams going to be like left out of the darkness. They'll get together and have some type of conference. But you know what they're going to say? If the NCAA be like, nah, we need to all, y'all need to all play each other. You need to play all these other teams. They be like, nah, you know what? We're going to have our own championship. And how are they going to stop them? All the big teams are going to be together. Right. So if Ohio State and Michigan and all these teams are together and they're not a part of the NCAA, what we going to watch as consumers? We're going to watch these big conferences because we're used to these rivals. And I just think it is killing the the uh, sanctity of college sports, man. Like 
if you ever been to a college, for, if you ever been to Ohio State or Michigan, like that's bigger than like most Super Bowls. Like it's ridiculous. You know, for what I mean? a regular season game, bro. If you've been to Auburn and Alabama, it's ridiculous. You know, these teams, Florida, Tennessee, it's ridiculous. Texas versus Oklahoma, ridiculous. It's called a Red River uh, shootout or whatever. It's ridiculous, like, because it's rivalries. It's been going on for years and years and years. And like my man Mr. G said, the bottom teams get nothing. Like, it was already goofy anyway because anybody who wasn't part of that top five was barely getting in. Cincinnati broke the mold this year. Salute yeah, to did. them. But – that's not going to happen no more. That's not going to happen no more. Cincinnati left my conference and went to the Big 12 and messed around. The Big 12 ain't going to be nothing. So you just left for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy, yeah. man. And you know who's pushing all this behind the conferences? ESPN and Fox. You know what I mean? ESPN and Fox is the ones that's doing this. Because we're like, hey, you know what? Y'all should go over here, and we'll give you more money for your television deal to go over here. Yeah. Yeah. But it messes up all the rivalries and everything, all the history in the college sports, man. So it sucks, man, for real. Hey, hey to answer Dee's question, here's the here's the reason why. Like, so in basketball, Are we uh, t- read the question for the audio people. Bro. Okay, my bad. Some of these big schools need to watch out for the SVCU colleges. You see what Deion Sanders did when he got the one player, which yep. was um one of the top recruits in the country, and they were trying yep. to, you know, and that, all that stuff that saving they was and mad all that saving, saving top yeah. of sleep. So this is what I will say. In basketball, they actually do this. You get a yep. powerhouse team in the preseason or whatever who will play a nobody team, mm-hmm. and that nobody team half the time win. In football, they don't take the chance because these big schools no, know whatsoever. if we lose this game, when we come out in these rankings, we will never get back to the top if we don't. Mm-hmm. So they don't take the chance mm-hmm. to get those big schools. And that's the reason why I don't think no power five will even attempt to try to play Deion Sanders school. You no, know what I'm saying? Like, no. they won't even attempt it because if Deion, if they win, even if they're close, mm-hmm. oh, it's going to be problems. Mm-hmm. It'll, mm-hmm. it'll mess it all up. Mm-hmm. So I just think, the, the you know, what sucks, man, is the colleges are being greedy. And I understand money is important, right? They're already making big money hand over fist. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And they fought like Hades to stop, to not pay the players. They finally got the rules for the NIL to be able to pay the players. And now they're just going to, okay, let's just all combine. We keep the NCAA out, and we're just going to have our own thing. That's what's happening. Like like I said earlier, it's going to be like the NFC and the AFC. That's what exactly yeah. it was going to be in college football. And, and, and believe go me, ahead, it, bro. Might, it might even be better on that note, though, bro. If you it really might think be about dope. it, if you if you split it that way and then have a real playoff on both sides, like you do in the NFL, because me and you've been talking about this, we need to stop with this old five game play in playoff bull that they do in the NCAA. I didn't mm-hmm. have plenty of soapboxes. Split it down, split it down the middle, look at the country, split them in half, put them in two different conferences, let a playoff happen, and then play for a real national championship. But they won't do it. Because the Alabamas and the Ohio States and all these other teams, it just it's just given to them. They mm-hmm. might not make it every year. <clears throat> but one of the main problems is is that that's good. It's going to be entertaining to watch, man. But what happens to these schools that's not HBCU but just not all the way Power 5? Cincinnati, right? Cincinnati got all, these, all this praise for being a team outside of the Power 5 to do that. So what happens to them? You know, what if one of these big conferences don't gobble them up? Now, I think they probably will get gobbled up, but I'm just saying as a, as an example, or the team I root for, the Memphis Tigers, we had some good seasons, right? 
What's it gonna mean? You gonna be out? It's gonna be cold outside yeah. <laughs> for for a whole lot of teams, though. You know what I'm saying? A whole lot of yeah. schools, and it, it's just crazy, man. It's like it's history and a bunch of rich dudes coming together to get more money, man. And I just think it sucks. It sucks for the non power fives or not or what it would be the non power two. You know, right? It's just, right. It's crazy, yeah. man. But anyway, with that being said, man, we bet back tomorrow with our music and faith show. But before we go, we got a couple of words to talk to you and say. And yes, I got this up here. The Spin Awards. Hey, we uh we have been nominated. Matter of fact, let me just run the video right quick, just in case you, you ain't seen it. If you have not known, we have been nominated for the 2022 Spin Awards, nominated for a podcast of the year, the Not the Same Podcast show, as well as some of our MTMV comrade comrades. There you go, comrades. Thank you, brother. Help, help a brother out. Help a brother out. As well as our MTMV comrades. Salute to them. Uh, and we're just happy about that, man. But we need your help. We need you to vote. You see this website that's on the screen right there. You can go to www.spinawards.com forward slash vote. And you can vote up to one time per day. Uh, we need your votes, man, because we we're not just going to be nominated. We're happy to be nominated. But guess what? We're trying to win that thing, fam. We're trying uh, to win out here. No play play. But anyway, with that being said, Rob, go ahead, brother. Yeah, have you ever thought I really enjoy what these guys are doing with this podcast? How can I help support them? How can I be a blessing to them? Real quick, you can hit the cash app, cash sign, not the same podcast. Or you can go to our website, not the same podcast.com forward slash support, which will be updated later this week. Or mm -hmm. check this out. Hit that like, subscribe, notification button. Anytime we come on and we talking sports, slide through. Hey, jump in and say something to us. We'll, we'll interact with you guys. You dig what I'm saying? And right now, how you can really support us, vote. Vote daily. If you got multiple mm -hmm. um, email addresses, you can vote multiple times with those email addresses daily. Please do. Whether we win, lose, or draw, we want to thank y'all because we wouldn't have been able to get there if y'all didn't have the support for us to continue to grow from where we came from to what we are now. Absolutely. Well, one thing before we go, man, I want to shout out two people. Shout out to our brother Nigel. His birthday was yesterday, man. We yeah, love you, bro. Yeah, happy, happy birthday. birthday to you. And then also, man, I don't know if you saw this, Rob. Uh, our brother Noah called Deal. He used to watch our show. He used to be coming a lot back in the day. They he left us a message saying that you know that how much our show has been a blessing to him. So a shout out to our brother Noah. You know what I'm saying? He also dropped us a little uh, generosity. I appreciate that, brother. Go ahead. And before we all shout out to um, Praise Three Sixty Five Radio, um, Scooter, His yeah, Hop yeah, Radio, sure. Sam, Sam, um, Sam, His Hop, um, RIC Praise News, Orlando mm -hmm. Page. Shout out yes, to sir. Parable Radio. Shout out yes, to the sir. MTMV Sports Fam. Um, yes, and everybody who replays, rebroadcasts, and supports not the same podcast. We truly appreciate. <laughs> we truly appreciate you, man. With that being said, man, I'm C. Micah. I'm Robert Dean. We out. We'll see y'all tomorrow.
Yeah.